to the laugh, sing, dance story. This is special game. We have Deep and Ali on our show. Yay! Everybody at home, clap your hands. <laughs> I love your energy. How are you feeling? A little uh, update to all our viewers, you know. Um, you know how we. Are, uh, I think it's very re- uh, relatable to our topic today. That how sometimes we'll just have to be vulnerable and be open with what is happening to us and tell. Okay, so just a couple of minutes. Do you want to probably share? No, I don't know what happened, but a few minutes before I was supposed to uh, get on the flight, I got a for some reason I think I have an allergic reaction. I don't know whether it's something I ate or something like that. And I had like this redness and this itching. So I must have gotten an allergic reaction. Like, oh, uh, meeting in a few minutes, it's going to take a while. And I didn't know what was happening in these things. So usually happens to me. So I, I could understand, but in a few minutes, it's a side effect. So I'm fine now. So you, you are a person who always have allergies, is it? Like, never, never. So what do you think this is telling you? Okay, let's do a psychoanalysis right now. <laughs> Because, right, the skin is the uh, first organ which can pick up our emotions. Yeah. Right? So, and Maybe because... Maybe that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. And uh, for whatever... No, we, I think... I, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. You were saying something. Go ahead. Yeah, I was saying that. I don't know. I think it's just... Uh, it's just been a little bit like busy. So, I think... I don't know. I think I just needed more of a more time to talk. Mm. You know, that's why it happened. I don't know, but this is just me speculating. I don't actually know that's the case. But anyway, yeah. So sometimes we have to listen to our body, and you know, our intuitions when things happen, you know, for some reasons you just don't understand energetically why something is happening and something is not happening. So this is something I've uh, learned to yeah. watch. Over a couple of uh, you know some time and uh, immediately sometimes we may not have the answers but eventually then you will probably start understanding oh like that yeah yeah, right? yeah. I'm sure I'm sure, that, I'm, I'm sure that a few days can look back at this and be like oh that's what was happening yeah but as of now I don't know yeah sure so we we'll see so How okay uh, I have been uh, like. Um, well you see me a lot on instagram so i've been busy uh, and i've yeah. been keeping myself yeah. busy trying to stay afloat trying to keep myself sane and i think that is like one yeah. of the biggest challenge uh, during this lockdown for because although i have been taking a sabbatical uh, for uh, almost 2 years now i think a lot of things kind of just yeah. surfaced uh, and accelerated you know whatever that i needed to see really surfaced very quickly yeah. and it was showing me in my face like hey you know what this is not something new this is something which has happened before this and you thought you can uh, uh, mask it or uh, you know you can intellectualize it you can undo it but like when some things yeah. come you know you have to sit with it and watch it and allow it to um, tell you and teach you because if you don't learn the lessons that you need to learn right every time it will yeah. come back more louder more um, you know uh, heavier yeah. you know so it will demand your attention more it's definitely you know um, so this lockdown has been a lot of that for me uh, a lot of confrontation with myself um yeah. but at the same time you know uh, 
in in past i've also had similar episodes of such but what i would do is i would re- go into my shell when i'm confronting with myself but this time i said you know yeah. what yeah okay fine you do your work that you need to do on your personal level but guess what we also have a role to play as women as uh, leaders yeah. or mothers as uh, you know as as anything right so as much as your personal issue is going on yeah. i think this thing is something that i i've been uh, i'm very grateful for that i have that energy to still continue to produce whatever i need to produce while working on myself so that's been my shift is <laughs> therapy <Yeah>. session now <laughs> yeah. yeah and how has it been now but i think it makes complete now but uh, what i was saying is that i think it makes up it makes complete sense that you say that because i think all of us on some level that kind of figure things out for ourselves mm. but i feel like um going completely into that mode uh, is good and it helps us grow but i feel like also hanging on to the responsibilities and the roles that we play is also important because it kind of helps balance things out a bit mm. you know i'm working on myself but i also know i have like a responsibility towards society or responsibility towards my clients or whatever else it is you know and it also like helps us engage in different things so uh, i think that balance is also important you know because otherwise it could like maybe we would be delving deeper inside ourselves when we may not be ready for it i don't know but i think it's uh, like you said you know maybe these roles and responsibilities are helpful even though we might see it as a hindrance in some way no i think it's extremely crucial for for the carving of what is it that we are really are you know so like how uh, i always use this analogy how a sculptor has to really hit and break and you know do things and only it becomes a, a nice statue yeah yeah so unless we go through this pain i don't think there's for me at least my analogy like i i kind of uh, Yeah. I'm happy for those who like just swing through life you know without really having to <laughs> feel as deeply of some people like I I think I relate to you because I am um we are all deep feelers yeah apde lighta vandalo apde you know and and that is our our personality because when we are happy also we are like ah all over the place right and I don't think yeah, we need to change yeah. that we don't need to change that I think we just have to be authentically real to this is what i'm feeling right now hey you know what i'm happy and i'm going to be like jumping in joy because that gives me what uh, gives me pleasure and uh, uh, puts me at my yeah. highest state and sometimes i don't even have the energy to get out of the bed and it's okay allow me to feel that and then when i can feel better i will come out yeah so yeah recognize recognizing polarities is something uh, Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah that's something i've been working on now uh, tell me yeah. about but you know it's funny the one last thing is funny that you say like oh you know some people swing through life because i think a lot of people think that about you because <laughs> for the people who don't yeah <laughs> for the people who don't know what's going on or the people who don't know you too well uh, i mean you are the last thing that story right yeah. so that's what that's what it is <laughs> and if you are not dealing with whatever you have to deal and if you are on the lighter side then that's what, that's who you are and that's what you are yeah Sure, sure, yeah. So, yeah. I was actually listening to this uh, podcast <laughs> by um, Oprah and um, J Lo. Okay, so J Lo is this. Yeah. I, I don't know if you've listened to it. It's on, uh, 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 yeah, one of the podcasts, right? So she's J Lo is the yeah. J Lo, right? Like she, everybody is yeah. like, yeah. 
and even she has things that she has to battle she has had three failed marriages and she's still working on herself and there are days where she goes up into the mirror and still says you know what I'm not good enough sometimes, you know. So she had to do her he- uh, Louis hair. Apparently, they are very good friends, and you know, affirmations and all that helped her to work. But um, that didn't stop her from being J Lo. She is still all this, though she has this. Yeah. Right. So that is a, a great awakening yeah. to me when I saw Lady Gaga speak very openly and vulnerable about how she yeah. was actually taking, uh, you know, uh, help, mental help, to stay afloat. But this, these people are like geniuses, okay? And and I guess it's kind of a boom. Yeah. It's a kind of a curse, maybe you know that uh, they are also blessed, not blessed with yeah. uh, you know a stable state of mind or something like that. Where it's not as easy for some people to just deal with even small things, and it's not just emotional. Yeah. Sometimes it's neurochemical. It's more than that right and i wanted to talk about that yeah, today. yeah 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 so let's uh, start with uh, what do you think about vulnerability pallavi well uh, i was actually listening to your podcast the other day mm-hmm. and uh, the podcast you had with pooja kunia okay and i think she said something which was very relatable she said that a lot of times people um you know some of the complaints people talk about are um how in society they're not treated well or they're not treated well by their partner or their parents or whoever it is you know the people they share relationships with and if everyone is having this problem then maybe um in some way there's uh, something wrong in the way we function in relationships or as a larger society um and then I realize it's also because I see personally with my friends, with my family, all of that. That um, if we're not able to communicate openly about what we're going through internally, uh, um, then we can't we can't expect people on the other side who we're communicating with to just kind of read our minds and understand what's going on. The thing is, everyone has things going on on an internal level, so for everyone to be considerate at all times. may not be realistic right so um what i found is that it really helps when you tell people what's going on with you hmm. and on a larger societal level if everyone gets uh if everyone is thinking um i'm having a hard time today and i'm dealing with so many things and i have a hard life but everyone else seems to be okay hmm. and especially in a world with social media where uh you know only the positives are highlighted hmm. and you don't know what 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 the reality is in someone's life mm. you know so we tend to get carried away to think that we're the only ones that are going through some of the stuff mm. um and so and so this and we're not really meeting our kindness and there aren't enough acts of kindness going around mm. there is enough generosity there may not be enough kindness going around and so when i kind of started to understand this is also around the same time when a lot of people were like um, you know learning that I was in the field of mental health mm. and so people were coming and telling me about the things that they were go- that they were undergoing in life and you know some of the issues and all of that and i realized everyone was telling me this because i was in the field of mental health mm. but on a larger level people very close to them sometimes they didn't their parents and their families had no idea that this was what they were going through 
So then I thought to myself, I was like, wouldn't it be great if we were all just accepting of our weaknesses and our imperfection and our vulnerabilities? Mm. You know, because if we are going to continue being a society that keeps like, um, that keeps rewarding perfectionism and keeps rewarding competition, flawlessness. Mm. Uh, it's not very conducive to human growth. You're not going to feel safe enough to uh, make mistakes, and we know that growth doesn't happen without making mistakes. You know, so when when I kind of just started to think about all of this, I was like, okay, you know, I need to, I want to do something, even if it doesn't impact so many people. I want to do this for myself. Mm. And so I put out, I put out like, an, I I made this like creative, and I put it out on Instagram. On my on my page, and so many people reached out to me, and they were like, "Oh my God, this is a great project, and we want to be featured. Can I be the photographer? Mm. Um, uh, I know somebody who would love this. I've been wanting to do something like this for a really long time. So I was like, okay, you know, maybe this is worth exploring. Mm. And the more the more I did these shoots, uh, it just it helped. Me grow personally a lot, but I also realized how the people who were being like you know the participants of the vulnerability project they were receiving so much support, and after so many years of hiding what was going through because it was not societally acceptable to be able to come out and talk about that, I think it's very liberating. Liberating, yeah, right word. Yeah, yeah. So that that. Like I'm really enjoying this process now, uh, and I'm and I'm glad a lot of people are relating to it. And you know, uh, just I, don't I know, enjoy the series. I I read it you now, and every time you come out with a new project, I mean, uh, 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 you feature a new person. You know, it it like it lights me up to see that you know what we're not all actually suffering a lot, right? And um, I think to a great extent. Uh, uh, to be able to relate to a lot of people with a lot of pain especially healers is uh, what i've noticed would have gone through a lot of pain themselves so if they have not seen the darkness right they will not be able to see the other person yeah. going through that so um yeah i wanted to take this moment yeah. to tell you thank you you know for looking into yourself looking through your darkness showing up for yourself doing the work that you need to do i know it's not easy you know i i know that you put in a lot of effort so thank you for doing that because you know through the work that you do for yourself you'll be helping not not one you're going to be helping so many people we show all the best for that thank you so much kartika You know, I actually I realized what you're saying when when I started doing this, I knew it was I knew it was going to be a lot of emotional work, yeah. and I was prepared. I was prepared for it to some extent, um, but then I realized for my last shoot that normally I like I try to put one out every month, mm. uh, and what I do is I usually like uh, I coordinate with the photographer, with the participant, all of that, and we get the shoot done. Uh, and then I I like transcribe uh, you know whatever the whatever the person has told me and then I write it down and it's a fairly like straightforward process. But for the last phase of my vulnerability project, I realized that emotionally I got a little bit overwhelmed and I realized that not because like um, not because during the shoot I felt like I couldn't handle it anymore, but because. Uh, it took me a really long time to actually come out with the story, 
and um, and then I thought to myself that how come this this time it's been like two two and a half months since I put out a story and I didn't even realize that it was when I spoke to my sister and she was like oh you're putting out another post a lot of people who follow you now probably don't even know what the vulnerability project is. And I was a bit upset by that because I was like, "Oh, what? It's like it's really special and it's really amazing, and I love it." So after that, no. But then I realized I had taken so long to process that, even though it wasn't my story. I had taken a lot of time to process that, and after that, after doing that one shoot, I actually felt really sick, uh, and then I couldn't cope with my academics and a bunch of other things. And that's when I think internally I just told myself that. I didn't tell myself. I think I just understood that I needed to slow down. Yeah. And then when that happened, I was like, you know, there's no pressure. You don't. If if you don't put it out for two months, it's all right. You know, if if you have to take that one month extra to make sure you can continue doing this in a sustainable way, then it's worth it. Yeah. You know. So yeah, it's been a it's been it's been quite a journey, but it's been amazing. I I know that you have been working on yourself because I've been I I kind of am connected to uh to the same uh, uh network where you do a lot of healing right so I know you go to uh, uh the the conscious center there and even Payal was telling yeah. me about uh all that work which you really need to do and I don't think it's a very comfortable process like not a lot of people can even uh, allow themselves to the uh, go there yeah. right? so. Doing that definitely requires a lot of energy, and I think you're yeah. doing a great job. And I know, I know for sure. Okay, you're going to be helping a lot. You're going to be helping so many people. Okay, Palvi. So I'm wishing you so much luck. It's going to go. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to impact. And even it, it, um, the beauty about this, right? It doesn't really have yeah. to impact a billion people. If it impacts that one person, yeah. if it makes that lasting. Um, change in them like um, i wanted to yeah. share about um when you talked about how this project you started was more for you than for the yeah. others i completely relate to it because i am doing this thing simply for that yeah. right it's yeah. more for me because it is helping me keep afloat uh, and yeah. uh, and uh, deal with whatever that i need to do uh, uh, you know and i just have to keep doing this because this is the process for me right now right and from yeah. here is where i'm going to heal or figure out myself or discover myself or the journey is going to unfold right so it's so rightly said when you said um it's more for you and when we start helping the other person yeah. i think the ha- healing happens for us right so and vice right. versa if yeah. we heal ourselves the people around us both both ways true 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 that's yeah. very 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 true right so what has like been your biggest learning ever since like you've started uh, this vulnerability project can you like share a couple my biggest learning um i think what i've realized through this process is that people don't need too much Right, like often, like because I'm in the field of mental health, it's often like, um, oh, you know, you you uh, study mental health and you're a counselor or a therapist or whatever it is, and there are all these skills and there are all these theories you need to know and there are all these psychology books that you have to have read. And while that's important to have that knowledge, 
it's really being able to give people that unconditional space that is free of stigma that is um, you know just a space for people to be able to feel heard and supported you know it doesn't take much more than that like sure for if you want to change thought patterns and you want to like turn your life around and all of that that takes a lot of work you know but um, a few months ago i think it was maybe 6 months ago i attended a course on suicide prevention okay and when um, the organization it's founded by this man called nelson moses and he came in and he said he's going to take a course on um um and Sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like really sweet. Thank you. Guys. Yes, I know things so. Yes. Okay. Cute, you guys. But yeah, we came and your attention your time and your energy for them to feel like they are valued and a lot of times with like uh the the father of this organization actually like his uh i think his brother had died by suicide so he was saying that you know um i wish i could have just been there for him i'm not a psychologist but i know i could have prevented it because uh, if i'm able to give someone my time then that's what matters and that even though i have realized that i i'm not able to fully practice it you know i do i do still have members i mean you know members of family and my friends who i wish i could give more time to and that's something i'm working on i'm actively working on it but i think just having that learning that to just be there for someone and it's something that's so important and something that i think could literally save lives Okay, let's pick up on that. Okay, I want to just share uh, uh, something which is going through my mind right now. Right, um, it's also I think it's very important yeah. to recognize that you can't be everyone's healers. Especially I think to a great extent, if you are a person who are very deeply connected to that person, and if that person is going through very big crisis, okay, maybe you don't have the energy or the strength to be that person for that. Uh, person, because the energy is just too heavy. You can't, you can't, because you love them too much, and you can't see them mm-hmm. suffer so much. I think it's very important to set boundaries, saying that um, um, I recognize that yeah, you are going through this crisis, but hey, listen, whatever you are going through, I'm not able to uh, uh, help you right now. But hey, let me point you to a direction of people who can help you, and. that person whoever who's going through that i think yeah. needs to have the intelligence uh, that you know what this is taking too much from this person and this person doesn't have the knowledge or the ability to actually help me and seek professional help if i need to and not just um, uh, just uh, you know like um, hoping that the people around us i think i avoid your voices i like i can hear you but your voice is a bit like uh, muffled is it is it better now Yeah, yeah, better now. Okay. Yeah, so like I think it's yeah. necessary and it's very important to recognize that your family or even the people whom you love most times they can may not have the the yeah like the energy or even the uh, the ability to to uh, withhold that energy or the overwhelming situation that you're going through. What do you think about that? Um. Well, I I think. 
I can think of it from two perspectives. One is the perspective of the person who's trying to be there for someone, right? Uh, I think if if it's a family member or if it's someone close that's going through something overwhelming, um, sometimes as a listener or if you want to be be there for that person, it can get it can feel like it's getting too much because we feel like we have to take on that responsibility. You know, uh, if I'm but if I was if I was just like an acquaintance or a friend or even a therapist where I I'm listening to you but I don't take on the entire weight mm. or that burden and that responsibility onto myself only then is it possible, right? Yeah. A lot of times with the loved one we feel the responsibility to just be like this is my problem do and I have to solve and it. And most of the time it is also our problem because it's our family problem and the other person is suffering eventually we suffer. I'm talking from my perspective at least. Yeah, but that Yeah. <laughs> right, but that's where boundaries come in. Yeah. You know? Like even with boundaries there has to be a balance. You can't completely cut off, but nor can you say that everything you're going through is my problem too. Because if everything you're going through is my problem too as a friend or something like that, then both the people are just going to get sucked into this vortex. You know, and it's right in saying that maybe as a temporary solution, um, to be able to be there for someone and to listen to them and all of that but also for long term long lasting change if the person is going through something intense then to be able to point them in the direction of help is is helpful and is valuable um i understand that now i'm just going to ask you a little bit more question okay now if uh, this person is like pulling you okay like, for me especially okay so uh, i have uh, people who when they are going through and it's not something new okay it's been there from childhood you go through these phases and you recognize that you have it and you you are just you know going through this cycle so for me it's come to a point that i don't want to have any conversation because i know i'm going to get pulled into the mess so i'd rather not have this conversation at all so i build a boundary so uh, so strong around me that i said um, can you adjust your mic again i said i said if you need to reach to me you reach to to me through someone so this is a lot of heavy yeah. heaviness within me right and this is something i, I want to work on definitely because I'm not able to uh have this relationship with the other person because of the fear of what's uh you know may happen. So this is something yeah. that I wanted to ask you uh, what can a person like uh, me do in that place? Yeah. So so you know I'm so sure, uh, I remember you said that you went for the conscious living session, right? So when I was uh the conscious living session. Ah yes. Uh, yeah. At the con- yeah. So while I was interning at the center I learned of something called a mother wound. Mm. Okay, it's that you have one mother wound which is like the root or the central um you know like the root of whatever issues that you may have and that causes issues in relationship uh, causes issues in your relationship with yourself um whatever uh, whether whether it's career whether it's Uh, family, whether it's friends, whatever it is. Mm. Okay, so a lot of our insecurities, all of that, comes from our mother wound, and our mother wound is usually something uh, that is from when we have been hurt as children. Okay, and it's and it's a pain that is very deep, and we have experienced as children, and it runs so deep, and so getting rid of that is not very easy, and requires a lot, a lot, a lot of work. Mm. Right, so. 
if we are able to put in enough effort and feel safe enough to be able to heal that mother wound is when a lot of other insecurities and issues start to drop because if you have your mother wound and you have five other issues or in most cases like 500 other issues that are stemming from your mother wound and you're always trying to like fix all of these yeah i'll fix my relationship with my colleague i'll fix my relationship with my husband or wife with my mother father with my siblings with my friends it will pop up in some other way because the root that is feeding it is still always there but if you are able to just say i'm going to heal my mother wound and all of this is going to take care of itself if you are just working on this which is actually the toughest part and what and it's the scale yes then all of that but if you are able to tap into that and you heal that then all of the others automatically collapse wow you know and for me it's been that you need to have like in this process you need to have someone who you can trust mm. so for me that person was dr sampurna mm. you know for me to be able to spend many days on end trying to work on myself with sampurna by my side uh just knowing that she has my back you know so i think to be able to find someone who you who will work hand hold you or back for you or anything like that but it's just strong enough to be there for you for me i found that i actually was telling my sister the other day that if i had it in the past year and a half if i had it worked on my the main mother wound hmm. then i don't think this period of lockdown would have been pleasant for me at all a lot of things would have cropped up and i'm seeing that with a lot of people around me because with everyday life we're so caught up with work with academics with family with relationships that your own issues is very easy to push it under the rug but if you have a period of 41 days or now maybe more now now two weeks we have a period of over 50 days of self isolation of course those issues are going to crop up and that's totally normal you know and now is the time when people are seeking a lot of mental health support yeah because because a lot of those things that have been pushed under the rug are now surfacing back up Wow, very powerful. When you share about mother wound, is there such thing as father wound? Is there such thing like that? I mean, mother wound is just a name that's given to it. Okay. But it can be from anyone, not from your mother. Mother wound is just because it's like stems from that. Oh, okay. So mother wound not necessarily But, uh, from mother. It could be from anyone. No, it okay. can be from absolutely anyone. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Oh, wow. Okay. No, I thought like uh, usually <laughs> these are passed down from you know like uh, ancestric. You know your par- your mother had gone through that. She didn't finish that. So karmically, it gets passed on to you, yeah. to, to you, and so you will have to. So that's the interesting that you have. No, that that that's also true. That's also true to some extent. Wow. Uh, I don't know too much about it, but I have read that there's something called there's something called generational trauma where. Uh, like if your ancestors have kind of like lived through a genocide or lived through something really traumatic, then on some level that stress is passed down to you. Mm. But that's just one concept. Yeah. yeah. So 
Um, wow. <laughs> wow, deep, right? Nice discussion. I'm really like, wow, I think I'm learning a lot. So uh, for anyone who's online right now, who's watching this, if you have any questions that you'd like to ask uh, uh, Pallavi, please go ahead and type it down, you know. Meanwhile, like you could even ask me any questions, Pallavi. Like, uh, do you have anything to ask me? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Like, do you have anything to ask me? Well, meanwhile, I know people ask you questions. I wanna, I wanna ask you about the lasting dance story. I wanna ask you what your philosophy is and what the story behind that is. <laughs> I was hoping that uh, the philosophy, yes, definitely I can share because um, this came to me while uh, me on a very intense deep trip, love, basically, okay. So I was just, okay. <laughs> I was just looking at the sky, and suddenly I had to say, laugh, sing, dance, just came to me, like you know, in three D, it came to me. <laughs> So I said, okay, maybe he's trying to tell me something, and I just hang on, uh, hold, yeah. hold it on to that for a long time. I I even made a T-shirt and stuff. So as I was, um, I, when I came here, I always knew that I wanted to uh, be the next Oprah. So I always very audaciously say this, right? Like I'm going to be the next Oprah, and you know, I love it, <laughs> right? I so, love it. So um, I and then the reason why I want to be that is because I. I kind of relate to Oprah in many ways because how she, being at that stature and at that uh, at that position, she can actually use her her spotlight to shine light on so many people, you know, and she can help so many people. So that is the real intention behind why I want to be there because she's literally been there for so many people throughout how many years now, right? So um, that's something that I was uh, deeply uh, moved yeah. by, and uh, the laugh sing dance story is simply. Are your voice, your voice is breaking up again? Sorry, the laugh sing dance story is simply, I think, uh, a very uh, easy uh, way to t- pick someone up from a very low place. When you're feeling really yeah. low or lost, right? When you start laughing, when you start dancing, when you start singing, you have all these happy hormones coming. All right. Let's not give them a lot of yarn or a uh, lot of philosophy behind how you can actually come. Come and create yeah. a celebrity mode first. When you are not, uh, because there are a lot of people like you and other people who are actually working on the uh, the deep stuff. But I want to create a space where you know, uh, let's just forget that for a bit. Let's just go into celebration mode, okay? And now let's focus on from here how we can expand. And now. Uh, we can be of service to many more people. So that is the idea behind it. So I want to have a lot of space where people come and share their stories later. After you finish the laugh, sing, dance, the story, you know, as we sit together. Your, your voice, your. I said, after you finish your laugh, sing, dance, it's right? A little bit. Are you able to hear me? Yeah. 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 So like after you're done with your laughing and singing and dancing, now we have formed a community, right? And then we talk about stories. What is it that we are going through, you know? So that is something that I have kind of envisioned, you know, create a tribe that we are all there for each other. So there's going to be healers and uh, uh, painters and artists and authors and, you know, we're just going to do have a lot of fun. So yeah, that's something that I'm uh, envisioning and uh, hoping to create. Yeah. 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 I think, I think that's very true because, um, I don't know if you remember that Ada, Ada did meet with Rishikesh. Yeah. Uh, we were doing yoga for many days and we would 
we we like went to the river and we were trekking and we went to the city center and we were doing all kinds of things and then at one point we were like okay we've had all this fun and now let's sit down and just be vulnerable and talk yeah. about what going on that, that was, was really going on that was really really powerful right like that is when all of us came together and all of us yeah. connected and we actually was able to see each other and you know recognize whatever they have gone through yeah. so um for that to yeah. happen a lot of people and, and that's what yeah, <laughs> yeah and I, that's I think what the vulnerability was right correct absolutely that after that happened we were all able to connect at a much Yeah, and if we were only going to go to a space to just share vulnerability, somehow the the group will not come together. How are we going to identify? See, because we had yoga to tie this, and then that happened. It was a yeah. nice unfolding, right? So yeah, something like that, lah. Basically, yeah. yeah. So yeah, let's see. Yeah, definitely. I think the balance of the two. Yes, and I think one of the most important and useful tools. to even for anyone who's uh, dealing with themselves alone yoga is a brilliant brilliant tool and i think we are so blessed oh, yeah. and lucky right. to have found uh, rohini man she's just brilliant i know crazy <laughs> she's just brilliant right big shout out to rohini right now <laughs> yes <laughs> so tell me have you been uh, starting to cook with uh, such a great chef at your house have you been learning to cook <laughs> You don't ask me these things because sometimes I go to the kitchen and I'm like hoping to help and I'm hoping to learn, but I feel like things are just really complicated. So I mean, I baked twice. Yeah. Uh, and the second time, the first time was for one of my videos. Okay, so there was a lot of no pressure, right? <laughs> um, and so I was like, okay, I'm just gonna act. I'm just gonna act like I'm doing all this, but really, she was doing a lot of it. She was, she was doing all of it. Uh, and then the other day, I was like, I was creating. I wanted to eat brownies. Okay, so I was like, oh, I really want to eat brownies. She's like, yeah, okay. Like we make it, but basically you make it because you want to eat it. So like, cool, fair enough. <laughs> uh, so then we made it. Yeah, it was a super easy recipe. It was really easy to make, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And it turned out so yummy, and the texture was perfect. Yeah. So I was really happy. I was really, really happy with those results. Uh, but other times, like when I go to the kitchen, I feel like it's very her relationship with food is amazing, but it's very complex. It's like she's making this sourdough, mm. and Farhan is like she's like feeding it, mm. and then like we watched a movie the other day, and in the middle of the movie, she's like, I have to go feed my sourdough. <laughs> she's like wake up and feed it, and it's like her baby, yeah. and, and then. She be like, oh, it's grown this much, and I'm like, I just, I don't, as beautiful as it is, I'm not able to connect that deeply, lah, Macha. Yeah, not that deeply. Yeah, I can eat yeah. and I can just like, feed it. <laughs> no, no process and all, I don't enjoy. I can just eat a nice brownie and say, mm, yeah, nice. exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, exactly. like I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful that I have her at home and like. She's cooking a lot of meals and we're eating together, and it's amazing. It's amazing that I'm able to eat really good food during this period. Yeah, lucky you. But I just, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 it is nice, but like I don't think I just I don't have that relationship with food, and I wish I did. I wish I could be that connected to my food, and it's actually something that I, I'm trying to work on. I'm trying to have a better relationship. Like I feel more connected to my food, mm-hmm. like she does. 
I relate to you because I don't know I also don't have this happiness when I go into the kitchen la something we picked up I yeah. Know, yeah so I guess everybody has their thing but however I think there there needs to come a time when we we'll need to even look at it and like address it right now I'm still putting it on hold la, like yeah. <laughs> and yeah so that's yeah. cool so anyone yeah. here any questions any question so let them ask now i always do this people are just laughing at what i'm saying about my <laughs> about the sound <laughs> right but yeah um so what next uh, what's going to be happening after you come out now you have published a couple of uh, uh, journals you've been published and all that you want to talk yeah. about that like what have you what has been your experience with that Can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Yeah, yeah. So when I started research, it was uh, I was in Pune during it was during my undergraduate undergraduation, um, and it was a really enjoyable process. I was researching something that I really loved, that I really wanted answers for. I also think that um, in the research community in academia, um, I think with Indians, the the practice of documentation. um isn't given as much importance and i think it's like even i discussed this with my sister as well you know when she says that even with indian food there's not enough documentation we have a lot going on mm-hmm. uh we have a lot a lot of knowledge that's coming out of um you know everything else and okay fine we'll get your question in a bit <laughs> uh yeah so there's a lot of documentation all that i mean there's a lack of documentation so um i think that going into research and making it specific to the indian context was something that i found a lot of value in because uh, on a global level at the global academia community level if there isn't much representation uh, of india then um it then there's uh, room for biases there's room for you know all of these there's room for assumptions so for me for me uh, research has always been very central to india and people uh, and issues faced by indian people and of course that very indian people is a bit of a generalization because there are so many it's like we are like a little subcontinent and there are so many little populations with so many different diverse experiences food culture all of that but for me doing research on indian population is really important because to just add to the knowledge of the scientific community okay. um i think maybe we should we should i'm sorry i sk- i didn't see the question is it difficult to find out the mother wound and how do you figure it out yeah let's take that please okay um i think it takes it definitely takes some work i think it wouldn't be the mother wound if it didn't take a lot of work um i feel like so one of the activities we do at colleges uh it's part of a it's part of a therapy called cbt mm. where you say i have a problem okay maybe the problem is um i don't know i'm having an issue with a friend mm. why am i have you you keep asking the question why and you keep coming up with evidence and once you get that evidence you ask why again so that having an issue with my friend why am i having an issue with my friend because she's doing this why is she doing this where is it coming from so you keep peeling back the layers And then you see with a lot of your issues in various fields, 
it it will come down to your either your insecurity or one of the ways that you have been hurt um or what are the experiences what are the experiences that is still painful to think about or um get over mm. and it's usually something that triggers you very easily and quite fast mm. so if somebody um relating to my mother wound if somebody said something uh makes a comment which may seem you know like a generic not a very loaded statement but for you it's a trigger and you sit up and you react is important to be able to reflect on that and say why did i react that way what what more is there to it and if you keep asking the question why you keep digging deeper you finally come to one something that um, that usually is painful and it shape your way shape your life in some way or the other so yeah that oh i think i'm sure there are other ways but this is one of the processes one of the ways that i'm familiar with So do you yeah. do like uh, right now while uh, you are in the lockdown and all that do you already work with uh, uh, people who want to like uh, even you know to address things like this have you started working already or are you still So no so right now I I'm in, like I was working before this uh, and then I started my master so I took a break like I stopped working um now I have I'm in the middle of my uh, my two years at college mm-hmm. and so i feel like i have experience and i all of that to um guide people in their journey if they want me to but it's not like i openly put myself out there and say that uh, i'm open to therapy and whoever wants come and be my client because i'm not quite there yet but if people do want my help then i'm open to help okay so for those who yeah. want help I think I probably may reach out to you and ask you to yeah, ask me quality questions <laughs> so that I will be able to <laughs> yeah, at least uh, deal with uh, some things you know and as we heal I think uh, like very rightly you say as we heal our environment heals our children heals and, and I think it's very important for me especially the reason why I look at healing as a very important thing that healers should do especially doctors yeah. you know and um, yeah. they are killing other people and you're passing on that energy you know and yeah. if you don't do this work uh, what is getting transferred is also uh, yeah. you yeah. know uh, so i think it's very important to do a yeah. lot of work <laughs> and yeah i think it's also important because like um like when we study they always say um you have to you have to like you have to be like a mirror mm-hmm. when you're someone therapist or counselor you have to be like a mirror you can't be projecting your own biases your your own issues onto the person and your if you are to be a mirror then you have to have done sufficient work on yourself to not let the other person issues trigger you because if it triggers you then you will point them in one direction or you will um, you know help them in a way that you have been helped also you just want to be that for a person in a way that they need best not in a way that you think is appropriate so to get rid of all of your own biases and your own materials and be that mirror to be able to work on yourself is a huge part of it wow wow yeah. very very intense i think uh, lots and lots of other reflection now um so uh, what are some of the things that we can do all right uh 
to work on ourselves and uh, be vulnerably open uh, and feel validated do you have some ideas for that yeah uh, uh, reaching out to the vulnerability project is one but like are there any other ways that you could uh, probably think of any creative ways i don't think there i don't think there's a set answer to this i think this is something that is extremely subjective mm. and it's also something that's extremely personal mm. um different people have different ways of doing it but for me in my again everything that i'm saying is my opinion it's not to be on an end all of it from my experience from my what i've seen is that um looking inward is always the answer the thing is a lot of people also feel that um it's not safe to look within because for whatever reason maybe they see someone else look within and it hasn't gone well or um they're scared to you know try and work out that mother wound or they're scared to try and uh change from back wound because if you've been doing something for many years for 20 years or whatever to come out of those patterns is new it's uncomfortable it requires a lot of effort so i think a fair number of people may not be very comfortable looking with it but i think to be able to tell yourself that you are safe and you are safe enough to look with it and to be able to be there for yourself and this is something I, that also came to mind when you said i want to be like the next chopra i want to be able to help everyone that's really noble and that's really amazing and that's really great but i think we're only able to be there for someone else as much as we able to be there for ourselves right you know so i think uh becoming being able to tap into that inner child being able to trust yourself when yourself says i want to take a walk and i want to be okay maybe you can't even walk right now but if you say i want to be out in the sunshine or i need water you'd be surprised how many of us suppress those very natural needs as a done when i when i when i talk to tune into our own needs mm. you know if i'm hungry now i won't eat because i'm trying to lose weight if i'm thirsty now i won't drink water because i'm too busy on the phone or doing something else mm. we're way too accustomed to not listening to ourselves and i think for us to be able to grow to be able to heal to be able to do anything that even remotely helps someone else we need to be able to help others you know and so i think that in my experience that that is what makes more sense uh, and it also the most authentic way to do it So for those who have not read uh, Louis Hale uh, and uh, heal yourself right as i think you would have definitely worked on it a lot yeah. maybe you can uh, share a little bit from there like how it's okay. helpful okay yeah so um, a lot of this philosophy is about the connection between um, your mind and your body mm. which is something that has been um, you know in discussion for many for literally centuries but uh this school of thought that kartika is talking about is basically how everything is mental mm. um you know at the beginning of the session we also spoke about why i had that allergic reaction i'm sure it had something to do with my emotions it had some it had something to do with the way i was feeling but it's basically about how any physical illness um or even mental illness is all 
a manifestation of what is going on internally hmm. if something comes up and we're not able to process it and deal with it in a healthy manner it's going to demand our attention by manifesting in different ways like a physical illness because that is often what is uh most immediately forward. looked at right like you immediately yeah. address it yeah yeah it's like something tangible right if i have like a growth on my arm or something i'm going to be like oh i have this and it needs my attention but if it's an insecurity or it's anger or it's panic in our head uh we're not we're not tuned enough or we're not taught to kind of give it that attention and that space to process it so i think uh yeah so that the essence of what this there's a lot more to it but this is the essence of what the philosophy is what i really liked when i first read the book was that like the, when i went through the, the the list of diseases and you know uh, symptoms yeah. and what is it you know i was like hey this is so right hey this is so right hey, this is so right you yeah. know so uh, those who have not read it yet or just google you know louis hay symptoms index or directory or something like that and you will be quite mind blown yeah. by like uh, like true. for example if you have piles you have suppressed anger or something like that you can't let go you know so that's when piles yeah. happens things like that you yeah. know your mind with yeah so go ahead i was actually yeah i was introduced to it by my mother mm. because a few years ago my mother got the book and then she had this table and she would keep referring to it so my dad was like um i have a headache or i have like something else she referred to it and be like oh this oh. is what's going on this is how you cure it this is the affirmation that you have to say it's like what's going on this is so weird and obviously at the time i was like this is all nothing like i can't be i can't be bothered but i think um more recently when i read a little bit of her work and when i i've also like been at the ramana center with dr sapota and i kind of just really started to understand and even in my own personal experience that started to understand how a lot of our mental worries manifest in our physical bodies and i think to be able to grasp that is a little hard but i think it's one of those concepts that once you grasp it it helps tremendously yeah yeah <laughs> yeah definitely that's definitely something that i related to immediately when i picked up the book and yeah it's beautiful right this is what a wonderful wonderful conversation you know we, are, we spoke yeah. about a lot of things um vulnerability uh being one of the topic you know and there's just so much of beauty when you can actually allow yourself to be vulnerable and if you are in a space where you feel you're not supported you're not heard um you are not being seen i think uh, if you are a person who's listening to this right now okay reach out to me reach out to pallavi you know if you feel like there's no one to listen to you you know uh, more than me i think speak to pallavi at least because um that's what we want to uh, eventually create right? a space where everyone feels yeah. heard validated and you know tell them that you know what you are we are there for them so um I yeah. Wish you all the best with yeah. uh, that project. I know it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be helping so many people. All right. I look forward <laughs> to uh, having a nice sit-down meal once uh, this lockdown yeah. is over with with you once and Bayel, you know, and let's do yeah. that. Let's yeah. do that. And uh, let's definitely do that. I want to say thank you for calling me on this live. Thank you for having me on the lasting dance story. Thank you for sharing your amazing energy with me. It was awesome. Thank you so much Payal. <laughs> This is the Love Sing Dance Story B. Are signing out with Special K and Panavi. Yeah, that's all. Bye. Bye. Bye.
I love you. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye. Love you. Bye. bye.